Even after playing a few times, there was nothing addictive yet about this strangely named sport. When a friend texted me an open invite to come play with a group that would meet at the local tennis courts. Now, I had played tennis in high school, though that was a distant memory, and occasionally I still played a handful of times each year against my cousin. But this new game, even though it was similar, it obviously did not require any real skill, so I just figured, why not mess around a little more? And I remember pulling my traverse into the park, and I idled in that first row for a bit. I didn't see my friend yet, so I just stared at the scene in front of me. And inside of the tennis court fencing, lined up against the inner back wall, there had to be at least 30 of those horribly uncomfortable fold-out chairs. You know those ones that are like four bucks a piece whenever uh, summer's over at like the grocery store? What the frick, I thought. I mean, I was staring at this whole group, and already I could see age ranges. I mean, I maybe mid-20s with some of these kids, and then there was folks in their 70s, and they were on the same court. And three out of the four tennis courts that were there had players on them. And, and the fourth one was empty. That's typical tennis. I mean, it's empty unless there's some sort of tennis season going on. But this is the most people I'd ever seen at one time on tennis courts. But they weren't playing tennis. And so I watched the strangers a little longer. And I thought, hold up. Did they just high five? Did... One of those 70-year-olds just pump her fist in the air. And then I looked over and there was a lady with red hair. And she looked a lot like my mom. And kind of even built like her. And she was lobbing a ball. And so I was kind of puzzled through all this. But I grabbed a racket and a ball. And I headed up to where all these strangers were obviously having a blast. And it was still so confusing to me. And an hour and a half later, by the time I had left... I had four new phone numbers in my cell phone and an invitation to a local restaurant for Taco Tuesday. My entire life, I had never experienced what was going on right now. And it was in such a short time frame. So this episode, it's not for the converted. It's for the skeptical, the holdouts, the ones who refuse to peek into the keyhole to see what all the fuss is about with this silly game the ones who were like me. They were unsold, but curious enough to check it out. Well, this story's for you. If I hear one more time that pickleball is the fastest growing sport, I'm going to throw up. John McEnroe said that earlier this year. It's 2023. And who can blame him, honestly? There's so much hype and news articles the past few years, it's been crazy. Around Kansas City, where I'm from, new dedicated courts have been popping up at formerly exclusive tennis clubs and parks at entertainment hubs, seems like every few months. And yet the increased capacity still isn't enough to handle the demand, as waiting, or stacking as it's known, is a common sight when the courts are full. So why? I reflected back on that story I talked about in the intro, that visit to the tennis court, where pickleball lines had been painted inside, the age range covered such a wide spectrum of people, I mean, more so than any sport I'd ever played. 
sand volleyball, basketball, softball, even bowling, which could occasionally cover a few generations playing on the same team, but nothing like this. I asked myself, what would many of these players, especially the older ones, be doing if they weren't out here on such a perfect evening? Playing bingo? Quilting? Just watching TV? But instead, they're out here feeling the thrill of competition again, feeling as if they were the same age as the girl with a headband on who was only one-third as good as the middle-aged woman who looked like my mom. The younger girl used one hand to clap a side of her paddle, cheering on her teammate. Both of them were smiling widely. See, I had presumed the addiction to pickleball was about the game itself. What I've determined since then is the pickleball phenomenon stems from scratching two itches more effectively than any other sport I've known. The first itch, which is well known and well deserved, is the social aspect of pickleball. I mean, you immediately have something in common with someone you don't know. You enjoy playing the game. And for a moment, you and a friend, or you and a stranger, or a team, you're united in combat, right? Fate brings you together, if only for one game, to annihilate the other side. And if you don't win, hey, there's always next time, which is typically a few minutes later. And since that first Taco Tuesday invite, many years has passed. And it's not uncommon for me to see things like 70 to 100 people in one area interacting without a single cell phone. And it's completely the norm. Faces lit up with digital screens replaced with waves and hugs whenever people see familiar faces coming in, actual conversation going on. And those are the type of dopamine hits that can cause the addiction which famously grips so many players. And the t-shirts they wear, and the cups that they have embroidered, maybe you've seen them. Meeting new people, encouraging one another, and even teaching others is a community standard in this game, which flows naturally on any given day. Go ahead, come as an introvert. I mean, I'm one technically too. And for a few hours, you'll find that maybe you have a little bit of extrovert in you. And the concept itself isn't nearly as excruciating as it sounds. A buddy of mine said just a few nights ago he went to a, a park and a large group of teens was gathered. It was up in North Kansas City where 12 new courts opened up. And I asked the same question, were any of them on their phones? He said, not at all. In fact, they were cheering each other on, laughing, giggling, and they were interacting in a way in which we want our kids to do in this tech-addicted world, right? The way we were raised. And for so many of us, because the sport's heading towards 10 million active players this year, lifelong friendships have developed from just a mere few minutes on the pickleball court at the same time. And the same will definitely happen to you. And the second itch, I realized, and I realize I'm guessing, she, I think she was around 70. It was when she raised her fist up into the air and pumped it. It was the thrill of competition. So let's get this out of the way. Because yes, 
old people, and I am one, Trash Top. One of my favorite quite witty retorts from a teammate, and he had had the ball hit at him several times in a row, and this is referred to as targeting uh, whenever somebody's struggling and the other team keeps hitting him at them to try to get them to make errors. And so they were targeting him a couple of times, and one final time, he blasted the ball back right at him, right at their feet, and we won the point. And he was thrilled. He turns around and he he raises up a bald fist and he says, Oh, they thought they found the golden ticket. Wrong. And he said it much funnier than that. But you could see the elation in his face. And I still laugh as I hear his voice in my head, high-pitched. He's all fired up. Just because we can't play all of the sports we used to clearly doesn't mean the joy that we found in competing is gone. And there's even tournaments. A lot of charity tournaments right now are centered around pickleball because people know that you're going to get a rather large turnout. And entering these tournaments, standing on a podium, at least I've heard, I haven't done it myself, uh, with your you know, beaming smiles, a half hug with a partner, they all demonstrate the beauty of playing to win, but appreciating the journey with your partner as well. See, pickleball allows those who have, quote, aged out of many sports to continue to feel the exhilaration of being an athlete. I've learned so many of us have a little Al Bundy in us, right? Puffing out our chest, glazed look in our eyes, we reminisce about, about once being a star whether we actually were one or not. And there's a few other fascinating observations. One of the largest is that your age in this game does not determine your success. Some of the absolute best players are retired. You know, I was watching some interviews on YouTube and they were talking to some elderly people that were passing by. And one gentleman said, what hurts is that as I've aged, I've learned that society doesn't seem to value the elderly, as if our contributions, whether it be through work or economically or whatever, is over. It's like we should just wither away and die. And as I watched and listened to him speak, I thought of the four women all with white visors and their tennis skirts on the pickleball court a month ago who could not stop laughing with one another as they took turns surprising each other with whatever shots they were making. And the grandpa who played alongside his 10-year-old grandson as they took down two teenagers who at first apparently decided to take it easy but then decided a little too late that winning was going to be harder than they thought. And I wondered how that grandson would remember this moment with somebody that in any other sport wouldn't be able to share the court with. I remember the Taco Tuesday group clapping each other on the backs after their games and promising to get revenge the following week. Same time, same place. And also of myself, who'll play the game for as long as I live and am able 
which will be a lot longer than I could have with any of the other sports I'd played. There's another story that I had um, seen, and it was about a Dutch supermarket that introduced slow checkouts for lonely elderly people who want someone to talk to. So there was actually a lane where they could talk to the cashier for as long as they wanted. And the move has proven so successful that this supermarket chain has installed this same checkout lane in over 200 of their stores. They've also added something called a chat corner where locals can meet up for a cup of coffee and, and to talk. And what is this? It's a social connection, right? I mean, somebody should write to them and suggest they put in a pickleball court, but I'll leave that up to you. The pickleball phenomenon is not about just hitting a plastic ball with paddles. That part didn't impress me. That's why it took me so long to try it out. The hype you hear about is not about the sport itself. It's about the sense of community and the competition it has brought. Because as we age, and you will too, I promise, the vibrancy and vitality that comes from meeting really good people, caring and supporting one another through triumphs and defeats, and yes, pursuing victory still, does not wane the way I thought. And I was trying to fall asleep the other day, wondering if, after we age out of adolescence, do we always yearn to stay Peter Pan? Playing with our friends all day and forgetting about the responsibilities and the worries of the world? I mean, wasn't there a time when we would run out the door, eager to see familiar faces, high-five them and hug neighborhood kids, even if we just met them that day. To go out and play and compete and occasionally climb to the top of the treehouse or the fort and pose as champions of the world. And somehow this sport creates this reality, this return to adolescence of simplicity and fun. And it's crazy and it's magical and it's addictive and it's awesome. And that, my friends, is what the fuss is all about. Thanks for listening to Musings of a Half-Asian Redneck, where my mom's heart, my dad's brains, and my grandpa's lessons mixed together a long time ago in a small Midwestern town to create the voice you heard today. If you enjoyed this episode, please click the share button and send it to a friend, because I can't be a storyteller without those interested in hearing stories. Next episode will be a mystery. I haven't decided yet. So, you'll have to tune in to hear. Alright, bye for now. Thank you.